Hello, Kelly Crichton. I thought I'd say oh. hello for once. <laughs> oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Okay, I feel like you're in charge now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Over to you! <laughs> welcome to Fox Force 5, everybody. We are bad podcast hosts, I swear to God. We um, sort of accidentally missed a week there because we had a great idea Nicola was in Edinburgh for the weekend and we said, do you know what, we'll do it together because it's nice to do it together when we are together. And we'd done the Instagram live there during the summer. And we said, we'll, we'll do another Instagram live and we'll do an Ask Me Anything and it'll be great crack again. And then basically we had a big party and we were, the house was full of people and nobody went home and still got sick and it was utter chaos on Sunday and we never got around to doing it so we are very very sorry and we are bad people so we owe everyone an instagram live at some point <laughs> um, so yeah so we're back back this week return to form hopefully but we had a great weekend didn't we <laughs> it was lovely lovely weekend it feels like ages ago already and i'm still recovering i was wrecked from it but uh it was lovely no wonder to you see are poor nicola. Huh? poor nicola was like our like you were like our our personal slave for the weekend came in and like <laughs> basically spent the whole weekend cooking and tidying and looking after the girls and oh my god so I would have not coped this weekend without you Nicola so thank you very much there's a public thank you there for you on top of ah, that's what um, sisters and aunties are there for and godmothers oh, you know so exactly. a trio in exactly. one so I have to I have to you know live up to the name when I come to visit <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it was yeah, my yeah. pleasure well, happy- all together Happy to uh, return the, the favours someday, clearly, as well. But um, no, we had a great old time. It was Estelle's birthday and we had not one, but two parties on Saturday. So uh, mm. child's birthday party first, which was great crack because we invited her whole class. It was slightly manic, but um, we got through it. It was one hour, 45 minutes long and it could have been, you know, I felt like I'd done a marathon after it, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, and then we had our sort of afternoon bit where we invited like family and some friends along and... Uh, that went on for hours as well. Well, it went on for a lot longer than the kiddies part. But it was good fun. But poor old Estelle was not well by the end of the day. She actually had an ear infection. So all of that was followed by a night of like very little sleep. Two nights of very little sleep. So it was a challenging weekend in that respect. But yeah, everything is much better now. Everything is much better now. Yeah, yeah. She's doing a lot better and everything. So and it was a fun weekend otherwise. But yeah, there you go. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice it was fabulous though. Lovely to go to Bunny Scotland, and obviously uh, I was there for the uh, Queen's funeral on Monday, which was obviously which a, we watched uh, about ninety percent of. <laughs> yeah, it was. Who knew it was going to take the whole day? Yeah, mm, I found it fascinating, like the pomp and ceremony of the whole thing, and it's like we said before, it's one of these things that will only happen potentially once in our lifetime. So, kind of needed to you know watch the historical event. Well, Charles is probably. Charles will probably die in our lifetime, but I don't think it'll be the... Oh, true, yeah. Well, it won't be the same. I don't think it'll be the massive... Yeah, it won't be the scale. Um, Already they're talking about him downscaling the coronation, so... um, Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. That it could still potentially cost, like, five million, but, like, that's, that's, you know, downscaled, yeah. (laughs) Jesus, how much did the funeral cost, I wonder, like? The amount of road closures and police and security Mm. and all that stuff, but... um, yeah, so uh, that was an interesting week in the news and stuff. And that's that's the crack. We better rock on with this. Seems to be all people at Fox Force 5. Let's just get on with it. Number one. Rock on. One. 
So this week, I think we did something on this last year, but I think it's a worthwhile reminder again. Uh, Oxfam are once again promoting secondhand September. So millions of items of clothing end up in landfill across Ireland and everywhere else for that matter, every year. Uh, that means tens of thousands of tonnes of textiles decomposing in the ground, destroying the environment. People are starting to just see how much pressure throwaway fashion is putting on our planet and how unsustainable it is. People are starting to take action and this is your opportunity to do so too. Oxfam are encouraging everyone to set yourself a personal challenge and join them for second hand September uh, as they donate to recirculate and dare to wear. I think that's interesting. You know, they used to talk about Reduce, reuse, recycle. And now they've got this recirculate. I guess it's the same as recycle, isn't it? But it's for... I think it's... um. You have to wear an item of clothing 50 times before 50. it makes its own, um, you know, kind of carbon footprint back or whatever Neutral. the expression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's a lot, isn't it? Jeez, God bless Vinted. Get on Vinted, everyone. I must have a look at it because it's not big here at all. A lot of people would use Depop still and not okay. Vinted. Vinted is yeah. great. Yeah, I bought some stuff on it. Um, I haven't sold yet, but my pal Emer, who's moving back to Ireland, has been selling stuff on it. And she said it's great. She's got like made a few bob off it already. So stuff Brilliant. like that you'd end up giving away to charity or whatever. Like, I mean, still give to charity. It's good to give to charity. But maybe some of the nice stuff, like the tags aren't off yeah, you know, once nice or whatever that you paid a lot of money for. Mm, yeah, or somebody yeah. else might only be dying to get their hands on it. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of getting rid of that pink suit I wore the day after wedding because I'm like, when am I going to wear that again? You know what I mean? But um, oh, it's cool though. Yeah, but I've nothing to wear to. I'm just not. I'm not cool generally, Nick anymore. Oh, <laughs> I don't go to cool stop things. It. Shut up, will you? <laughs> Uh, so um, anyway, but um, yeah, so sorry, but got back to Oxfam. They are talking about um, doing the right thing for the planet. Boost your decluttering by ensuring your pre-loved items are going to a good home. Oxfam have 46 shops across Ireland, as well as a fashion relief designer bargain outlet, which I've never heard of before. Quickly Googles it. And always on the lookout, they're always on the lookout for high quality pre-loved clothes, accessories, handbags and shoes. Um, if your items are clean and reusable, they'd only be delighted to recirculate them and keep them out of landfill for you. Along with the other members of the Irish Charity Shop Association, they collectively divert around 23,000 tonnes of clothing from landfill every year. Um, Mad. So as well as encouraging everyone to donate their unwanted items, they also want you to have a look around their shop saying, if you thought nothing could feel better than a new outfit, how about this triple whammy feel good factor? You freshen up your wardrobe, you help protect the planet and you help support people to beat poverty worldwide. What's not to love? They're also running a competition this year for hashtag secondhand September. And what they're doing is asking all wannabe stylists to dress yourself in items from one of our shops across the island of Ireland and being in with a chance of winning one of three vouchers for their online tech shop. I didn't know they had a tech shop as well. They're looking for your best work look, be it for the office or home, any occasion outfit from festival fashion to wedding chic or a casual everyday ensemble. So they give you a uh, four step guide. Mm. Step one, declutter. Get ready for secondhand September by doing a good clear out. Afterwards, you'll know what you need and what you don't. Step two, that's actually a really good point. You know, sometimes you go shopping and you're like, I might get this thing. And then you're like, oh my God, I've got two of these already at home. Um, yeah. Step two, donate. Mm. Bag up your pre... I do that with food a lot, actually. Mm. Sometimes I'm f- I get food and I'd be like, do I have this at home or not? And I just buy it again. And then mm. like I have two bags of this thing I don't really need. Yeah. So do that with food too. It's yes, a shame sorry, if it's fresh food because you just get, get rid of it unless you can freeze yeah. it. But. Um, to mm. donate, bag up your pre-loved items and drop them at your local charity shop. 
Step three, shop secondhand. While you're there, browse the rails, grab a bargain. And then uh, step four is uh, share your finds by using hashtag secondhand September and tagging your favourite charity shop or Oxfam Ireland. There you go. I thought it was a nice little feel yeah, good. good piece. So there you Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the um, news a lot at the moment because you see uh, What's Her Face, Courtney Kardashian has done a line for Boohoo and it's like, oh, do you really need to? Really? You know, Boohoo in particular has a very bad reputation in terms of child labour and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know, one thing now I must say, the older I've gotten, the much less I buy in places like Pennies and like I still refuse to buy anything from Sheen and any of that stuff. Like, because I just think a lot of that is tash, you know, just not the, mm. not the, not tash, but that's a bad way to say it. But it's just like, it's very handy stuff for short term, I feel like, you know, yeah. will you get the wear out of it for three or four years? You know, now I definitely have pennies bits from four or five years ago that I still have and own and stuff like that. Yeah. But Some stuff I though. Know, I just, it's not uh, like the thing with pennies yeah. is. Not all the stuff less. Some of the stuff less, you know. Um, no. I find and they have I, a lot of jumpers that kind of bobble and stuff, you know, which is a shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did buy a few uh, woolly bits in there this week. It's my first time buying anything in pennies besides maybe underwear mm. and pyjamas in a long time. So I am trying not to go in there on purpose. Mm. For financially and also for, like, landfill-wise. But, mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's an interesting one, but I know that lots of people are raving about Sheen and it is fabulous and there's lots of good sizes and all that stuff, but I just can't bring The truth is, though, stuff. there is nothing better than a good charity shop find. Like, literally, I've stuff in my wardrobe that yeah. I've got years ago. I remember getting this, like, full-length, real 70s wool coat with, like, a faux fur collar in a random charity shop in Pit Lockery about seven or eight years ago. It's such a cool coat, like... And these are kind of items like that can... Because sometimes if you get vintage, especially, you know, they'll come in and out of fashion. Like, But if they're good quality, you'll have them forever, you know. And you can find that good quality in charity shops, you know. So it's kind of exciting if you um, are motivated enough to go out and hunt for the thing, you know. For people that are listening, we, we're not actually looking at each other this week because of our internet problems. So I'm just trying not to interrupt you. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. <laughs> Which is difficult for me when I don't shut up. So. Yeah. Hello. Anyway, number two. Hello. <laughs> All right, number two. Over to Nicola. Two. Um, a couple of things to talk about this week. Uh, the first one was I started the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. Um, Evan Peters is playing him, and Evan Peters is a handsome young man and like very charismatic, and I really like him and anything he does. He was in at the X Men, the more modern oh, yeah. X Men movies and stuff like that. Mm. And um, so I really like him, but my gosh, does he play it well? Oh, yeah. Like, very creepy. Very, very, very creepy. And um, we only started the first couple of episodes last night, and actually, I was fucking having nightmares about it all night long. Will you tell people but, who he is? I mean, He's a serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, so I'll tell you a bit about it without, like, obviously, I'm. Somebody gave out to me there. Actually, one of the girls gave out because I spoiled game of the <laughs> House of Dragons because I talked about what I thought was going to happen in House of Dragons. But like, I'm just telling you what I think Hang is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's not our fault. If we've great <laughs> and for- I did say spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> it's not our fault if we've amazing foresight and in-depth knowledge of the program. <laughs> this is it. If we've done our research, uh, people. Yeah, yeah. But anywho, um, so Jeffrey Dahmer was like one of the most notorious serial killers in the United States between like late 70s, 80s, early 90s. 
and is very famous because he was particularly gruesome in the stuff he did to people and um, including like cannibalism and lots of other terrible, terrible stuff. So extremely dark. So this, a lot of people are kind of obsessed with him because he's like one of these serial killers that like was so infamous that like, you know, there's like t-shirts and like fan memorabilia and stuff about Dahmer, which is really fucked up. But that's why it will have a lot of attention, this series, because um, a lot of people find it like fascinating. So he, yeah, did a lot of bad stuff, killed 16 people, um, uh, was of course caught because I'm talking about him. So spoiler, spoiler, the man <laughs> was arrested. <laughs> um, but uh, so like it starts with when he was actually like caught, it kind of starts from there, which is kind of comforting because, you know, OK, this guy's arrested, blah, blah, blah. And it goes from there. So like the second episode is about his childhood and things like that. And it kind of goes from there. But it's very graphic, like you find out what he did to the body, stuff like that. Like I, I, we watched a bit last night and I had to put on something light for 10 minutes after it to kind of get my mind off it because it was very dark. So it is very good. He plays it amazingly, but just be warned. Like, I mean, it's an absolutely, he's an absolutely disgusting human being. Mm. So it's not like a nice light fairy tale story. Mm. It's extremely dark. Mm. It's stomach turning you know um but it's by ryan murphy and i love all ryan murphy stuff um but he is particularly plays it particularly well it's the same kind of problem we had a few years ago when um zach efron played ted bundy you know because obviously <laughs> Zac Efron's very handsome and charismatic and all this stuff and you have them playing these serial killers now they were cut well with ted bundy he was very charismatic with jeffrey Dahmer, he was just a bit of a fucking creep to be honest with you but um, he still managed to get like men in his house and all that but um, yeah so anyway very dark very messed up the poor creator of her ne- his next door neighbour um, so it's based in Milwaukee and like you see um, his neighbour that she had like reported him to the police loads of times nothing was ever done about it and then eventually like they arrest him and find like all these body parts and everything in his apartment and like you see the neighbour being like I ran I rang so many times. Oh like he murdered them in the apartment right next door to her apartment and she had a um she has a great like a you know air vent in her wall so she could hear him doing stuff like sawing people up and everything. It's fucking terrible. Jesus. But if you watch it's so it's all dramatized. There's a dramatized mm. documentary, I suppose, you mm. know. But there's no documentary side of it it's just a tv series about Dahmer and what he did so don't be expecting like cops to be talking on it like reflecting on it or any of that so far anyway from what I've seen I'm pretty sure it's just a dramatized version of what happened yeah so that's that the other thing that I watched was 3,000 years of longing have you heard about it no so Tilda Swinton uh, Idris Elba star in it it is uh George Miller so obviously George Miller does a lot of mental kind of out there stuff do you know any of the any George Miller movies? Now that I mentioned his name, no. <laughs> well, he did like things like Happy Feet as well, but he did like Bad Max, Fury <laughs> okay. Road, <laughs> and Happy Feet. And he did, yeah. yes, Happy Feet is a bit random. Um, he what else did he do? I thought he did sort um, of uh, fantasy stuff, Mad- kind of fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, just kind of fantasy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny that he did as well. There's a new Mad Max coming now that I look what? at him, actually. So that'll be good. Yeah, this that doesn't have a name. So He's sorry. actually a producer on Babe as well. Three, <laughs> that's <laughs> good. Yeah. Three thousand years of longing with Tilda Swinton and who else did you say? Yes. 
Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. It, um, it's a film rather than a TV series, yeah? Yes, it's a film. So it's basically about um, this woman who is a narrator. She's naturally a narrator. Like, that's her job. Mm. She travels all over the world doing this. And she thinks that her, like, mind is playing tricks on her. Next thing, she finds a battle and she's in her hotel room and she robs this battle. And a genie comes out, a djinn comes out and it's Idris Elba and it's all Idris Elba granting her three wishes but also talking about his story like his life and what happened to him and how she ended up like this and all that so it's a bit mad it's kind of a love story totally mad fantasy-esque but I enjoyed it yeah. it's definitely worth the watch wild a bit out there and unusual it does sound very so, strange um, yeah yeah but it was uh, I really enjoyed it actually it was very strange and a bit of it's a little bit scary because it's just like a bit wild fantasy stuff mm-hmm. you know sometimes it can be a bit creepy mm-hmm. but it was good Rotten Tomatoes give it a 71 that's probably accurate it's uh yeah a bit of a funny one but it's in cinemas at the moment mm-hmm. in case anyone wants to give it a watch nice nice so that is it for my tea did you watch anything this week not really our internet's been down the last few days hence some of our problems right now and um also, we were catching up on stuff and I did watch 13 Lives, you know, that you reviewed a few weeks ago, the Thai boys in the cave. Mm. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. It's quite long. Just a warning mm. to anyone who hasn't watched it yet. Mm. Um, I think I did it in two sittings. I got like to maybe 40 minutes of the end and I was just like, I can't. I have to go to bed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I haven't really watched much else since continuing that thing called The Capture that was on BBC and which is kind of interesting. There's loads of new stuff has started. Bake Off is back. Didn't really talk about that. Yay. Uh, the one thing I would say about Bake Off is usually in the first week or two, I've decided the people I really dislike. <laughs> yeah. And this time, there isn't really anybody I really dislike. So that's kind of good. Um, yeah. Okay. But they had a couple of interesting, like they did this this week, they did Biscuit Week and they made them make a face mask, which was quite cool. Um, and I think oh. next week they're doing Pizza so it's kind of nice when they do different things they haven't done before. Oh, nice. You know. Different stuff. Yeah, like, oh, God, yeah, so that's one, good. do not watch that hungry. It's like, should come with a warning, yeah. don't watch hungry. I know, I know. So um, so it's nice. I love, Bake Off is just so easy and light in a world full of Putin threatening to bomb everyone or whatever. So, um, yeah, so there you go. That's TV this week. Very good. Okay. Oh, and Strictly Come Dancing, is that back this week? Whoever watches that, something oh, do watch boo. it. Boring. <laughs> well, there's a few interesting people in it this year. Um, Matt Goss from Brass and... Oh, everyone's so interesting, I've forgotten who they are. Oh, um, Ranger Hamza from Kids TV on CBBS. <laughs> oh, my God. Irrelevant okay, to most people. On. Number three, I'd say. <laughs> Number three, okay. Three. So our fox, this woman, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> My head is fried. This our fox this week is a woman called. If this is Kath- your first time listening to the podcast, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's been a long week. Um, right, sorry, it, it's a woman called Kathleen Florence Lynn. Have you heard of this woman? No, I like her. I like the name Florence. I think it's nice, but no, other than that, haven't So she was born in eighteen seventy four. And she was an Irish Sinn Féin politician, activist and medical doctor. Lynn was so greatly affected by the poverty and disease among the poor in the west of Ireland that at age 16 she decided to become a doctor. 
She was educated in England and Germany before enrolling in the Royal University of Ireland, a forerunner to the UCD School of Medicine. In 1898, Lynn was appointed the first woman resident doctor at Dublin's Adelaide Hospital, but staff opposition to her appointment meant she did not take a post. She completed postgraduate work in the United States in the early 1900s. Lynn became politically active and worked in Liberty Hall, providing food and care for the poor and destitute families during the turbulent time of the 1913 Dublin lockout. Lynn's medical career was defined by her work at St. Dalton's Children's Hospital, which she established in Dublin in 1919 with a group of female activists. Lynn's work with Dublin's inner city poor had convinced her of the need for a hospital to provide medical and educational facilities for impoverished mothers and infants. Earlier in her career, Lynn had experienced discrimination in applying for hospital positions due to her gender and St. Ultans became the only hospital in Ireland entirely managed by women. Why have we not heard of this before? Um, St. Ultans Hospital grew rapidly and from 1937 became the centre for BCG vaccination in Ireland. The hospital closed in 1983. Uh, Lynn was the chief medical officer for the Irish Citizen Army. At the request of rebel leader James Connolly, she joined the Citizen Army during the 1916 Rising. She provided medical training to members of the ICA and also taught the Command Naman. Dr. Lynn advocated, along with Sean O'Casey, the use of the Irish language in Church of Ireland liturgy and many events for St. Ultans were advertised in the Irish language. Lynn was a member of the Executive Committee of the Irish Women's Suffragette and Local Government Association from 1903 and remained on the executive until 1916. She was a member of the Radical British Women's Social and Political Union from 1908, and she was also said to be on friendly terms with the suffragist Sylvia Pankhurst. She was part of a mass meeting in 1912 demanding the women's suffrage be included in the Third, third Home Rule Bill of, the, of that year. She described herself as a Red Cross doctor and a belligerent when she was arrested during the Rising and her and for her part was imprisoned in Kilmanium Jail with comrades Markovich, Maloney and Madeleine French Mullen. Lynn remained active in the nationalist movement and was elected vice president of Sinn Féin to the Sinn Féin executive in 1917 and in 1923 was elected to Dáil Éireann as an anti-treaty Sinn Féin TD for the Dublin South constituency for the Dublin County constituency at the 1923 general election. She left politics in 1927 increasingly frustrated by Sinn Féin's refusal to embrace social reform and healthcare. Lynn's family didn't approve of her role in the rising. In fact, at the time, Lynn's family was so disgusted with her activities that they would not let her return to home to County Mayo for Christmas. She lived in Ramp Mines from 1903 to her death in 1955, sharing her home with her life partner, Madeleine French Mullen, who you recall was one of her co-prisoners after the 1916 Rising. Um, she died on the 14th of September 1955 and was buried in the family plot at Dean's Grange Cemetery with full military honours in recognition of her role in the Rising and the War of Independence. She was so well known that crowds in Dublin lined the streets to show their respects. After Lynn's death, Eamon de Valera set up the Kathleen Lynn Memorial Committee, which lasted for eight years and resulted in the opening of a surgical unit at St. Alton's Children's Hospital in 1964, but ended in 1975 due to funding difficulties. Not so positive a note to end on. But again, I've never heard of this woman before. <laughs> Every week, this is uh, another woman that had a massive impact in Ireland that we never heard of. I wonder what the problem is there. <laughs> It's wild, isn't it wild? Uh, First female-run hospital in the country. I didn't even know one existed. I know. Wild. I feel like Fox Rose Five is going to single-handedly like bring these women to the forefront. <laughs> We're going to have to start putting their like 
if I can get the WordPress so that we can put a picture up each week of the person, like maintain this yeah. sort of database of fabulous women. Um, mm. Foxes. We've had one or two men as well, haven't we? But um, yeah, I think women. Keanu Reeves and Michael D. Higgins, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I think, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, her, her name, once again, is Kathleen Lynn. And oh, she God, was a doctor and a Sinn Féin politician. Yeah, there you go. Very active nice. during the lockouts and the 1916 Rising. Number four. Four. Uh, this week, I have a funny one for you because this is something that we spoke about a few months ago and it was about Be Real. So people probably remember us harping on about it before. Now loads of people have jumped on the bandwagon are, and are talking about Be Real. But I feel like it was first um, spoken about. You heard it here first. Yeah, here exactly. First. So um, it is uh, called, uh, sorry, no, let me get it up here now again. Near, near, uh, it is Best Be Reels. You swear it was complicated. It's at Best Be Reels. And it's literally just <laughs> very funny. Be Reels that people have posted and like in very awkward situations. They are looking at something funny. Like they've got the person's face because obviously it's both reactions of the camera, which I kind of love, yeah. you know, you can mm-hmm. see people's reactions to certain things. Um, mm-hmm. in Including like, you know, people about to get like, there's a woman there and looks like she's about to go through like some sort of gynecological procedure <laughs> examination. It's very funny. There's a guy, the creator with like a bloody nose and he's obviously after being in a car crash. Like there's mad stuff like um, people who are just out and about like animals and you see their little face and, you know, so some of them are very straightforward as well. Mm. But uh, some of them are hilarious. I love it. And then you just get to read all the gas comments under each one as well, which makes it even funnier. There's yeah. one who's obviously traveling, this girl traveling. And so it's just like really as a reminder, kind of gate. Just as a reminder for people, basically it's a social media app that's sort of supposed to be the antithesis of Instagram. So like it sends you a message randomly within 24 hours saying be real take your snapshot and it takes a a picture from the front camera and the back camera at the same time it's kind of supposed to show exactly what's going on in your life and it's real as opposed to kind of contrived and staged on instagram um and so best be real is like exactly the the best um examples of uh, or funny examples of this so what what are you looking at that on nick instagram is it that's on no that's on twitter twitter on twitter on Twitter, yeah, okay. Yeah. So and that's there's funny. lots of people now who like run into celebrities and they ask, they're asking celebs to take photos. I saw one yesterday of Harry Styles taking a picture of a guy, but it's like Harry Styles is the small one in the corner and then it's the guy's reaction in the big photo, you know? It's quite funny. Like, but there's uh-huh. a few on that Best Be Reels as well. Well, cool. one Harry Styles took on stage as well, but there's one of um, Paul Raj as well, same vibe. It's funny. So there's just celeb ones, but. A lot of them are look like people are very drunk or stoned or something, and um, still quite funny. So yeah, there you go. Now that's uh, nice. the f- funny follow for the week. <laughs> Number five. Five. So music news this week. Uh, I wanted to talk about Lewis Capaldi. Are you familiar with Lewis Capaldi? Oh my gosh, Kelly, who isn't familiar okay, with Lewis Capaldi? Um, he's very good on social media and stuff as well, I must he's say. Very he's very funny. funny. He played in Cork only two months ago. He's a beautiful voice. I mean, the man has like a voice of an angel. And then like in real life, he's just this kind of yeah. hilarious, yeah. slabby kind of yeah. mess of a man. But I think serious, he plays that up so. a bit as well, yeah, doesn't he? On. Like the whole, you know. Um, but yes. he is very good at poking fun at himself. And um, there was something last week, like, 
actually it was a week it was a couple of weeks ago when Liz Truss got appointed Prime Minister over here and there was like a kind of a bad picture yeah. of her and a bad picture of him and he's like why do I look like so many female politicians and stuff yeah. like this you know it's quite funny but um, anyway I wanted to tell you about his new song he's got a single called Forget Me and basically he, what he's done with the video is recreate Wham's Club Tropicana scene for oh, scene oh you were talking about this I haven't seen yeah, it so f- oh. like scene for scene basically right in his like budgie, white budgie smugglers, just like George Michael was, you know, the whole shebang. Like it's it's very funny, um, and I mean he does have a beautiful voice. Like so, you know, it's nice listening to his music anyway. But it's kind of almost in in not enchanting, like mesmerizing when you're like watching him in the video <laughs> and listening to him, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, forget me is the Scottish singers uh, singer Cyrus first new original material since the release of his extended edition of the 2019 debut album Divinely Uninspired to a Hellish Extent. He was I actually saw somewhere recently that he was saying like he was really unproductive during lockdown and he did nothing. Like he mm. made you know he was he was like I am not the person who made stuff and was being creative. You know I should have used that time mm. more wisely kind of thing. But anyway, um, the singles video filmed at Pike's Hotel by award winning director Louis Bose sees Capaldi duplicate the 1983 Wham! video Club Tropicana shot for shot Forget Me is a song that's so dear to my heart and I definitely feel like it's my best tune yet (laughs) Capaldi said it's about a breakup I went through where after a year the only real contact I had with my ex was seeing her post me life play out on Instagram I was at a point where I was feeling pretty miserable and she seemed like she was moving on and having the best time thriving and I hated it it seemed unfair to me that she appeared happy while I was hurting and I was fearful she might have gotten forgotten about me completely so I wrote a song about it I hope you like the song. If not, that's fine too. But come on to fuck. I've heard some of the shite that's been on over the last few years and it's got to be a wee bit better than some of that. <laughs> Capaldi said. Oh, following it. the recent single. <laughs> I leave you with a quote from my mother. It's not the best song I've ever heard, but I do like it. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> I love um, that. I love it. Anyway. Um, Good character. In other news, last week the singer revealed in an Instagram live broadcast that he had been diagnosed with Tourette's Syndrome. Uh, he said, it's something I'm living with. He told his followers, adding, it's not as bad as it looks. The other thing I heard him say in an interview in the last couple of weeks was that he has panic attacks. And that oh. he said something like, as recent as the last month, his mom had to sleep in his bed with him because of panic uh, attacks. Ah, stop. Oh, yeah. God. Isn't that sad? Oh, I think he's him. one of these people, Eric's like, larger character. than life, but has, like, lots of demons, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyway, his, his original stuff there a few years ago was really beautiful as well. Like he has amazing voice. He has all these like such love melodies, kind of like mm. lullabies nearly. And then he's just such a hilarious character. It's funny. Total character. It's a bit of a contradiction, but mm. um, yeah, he's enjoyable. To, as they say to in Scotland, sure. Lewis, go on your sail. Go on your sail. <laughs> That's the five things today, everybody. It was a pleasure to be back. Um. Nick, what's the score? What's on this weekend? No score at all. Um, big happy birthday to Brian O, our uh, youngest For yesterday. Brother. <laughs> for, yes, indeed. And a big happy birthday to the twins for tomorrow. So happy birthday, Kelly oh, and Kevin. For today when this comes out. Or is it coming out today? Who knows? Oh, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Friday. Happy Friday birthday to mm. Kelly and Kev. Thank so you. happiest birthday. And you're off on your holobobs. We are. Stuart and I are going away to the sun for a few days. So just going to lie down. And well, I'm hoping that the kids won't nice. get sick before the weekend because some part of me feels like <laughs> won't actually go. But I I'm remaining optimistic. And yeah, we're just going to 
I would say lie in a darkened room, but we'll lie beside the pool. That'd be better. So um, that's the full plans for the three days. Sangrias. Have a few yeah. sangrias. Couple of, a couple of novels in my bag. Oh, yes. Nice. All of the above. Sounds amazing. I don't even know if we'll make it for tapas. We're all inclusive. We may not leave the hotel. Oh, yes. Well, you might get them in the hotel. Have have those lovely tomatoes for breakfast. My favourite thing going to Spain is those yeah. gorgeous big tomatoes for brekkie. Oh, God. Yes. Savage. I'm sure they'll have lovely Enjoy stuff. Enjoy but yeah, we're just going to take it really handy. And well deserved. Thank well you. Deserved. Yes, indeed. Have a yeah, fabulous yeah, yeah. time. And then you're heading off on holidays next week. We're going to try and wedge in a podcast in the meantime, aren't we? We are. And hopefully we don't have any issues. So apologies again for breaking in and out if we did or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, know. I'm sure it'll be all fine. But yeah, if the sound was a little bit messed up this week, it's because my internet is currently running off my phone. So that's not great. Um, mm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for everybody who voted for us in the Irish Podcast Awards. Didn't win it this year. Sad face. Try again next year. But we love you all. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing this no matter what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. See love you. you. Bye. Bye.